Welcome to the Aspiring Stylist Podcast with Tracy Franklin, where to begin, grow, and aspire to become the best stylist you can be. Whether you're thinking about becoming a stylist, opening a salon, or developing your skills as an experienced stylist, the next step of your beauty career starts here. Each week, we'll discuss strategic ways to design, plan, and execute on becoming a stylist that excels behind the chair and above the bottom line. Here's your host, Tracy Franklin. So you've just graduated beauty school and it's time to find your salon home. You're probably feeling a little apprehensive, not even really sure what you're looking for exactly. Maybe you've taken the time to shadow at a few salons and you're having a hard time deciding between a few really great ones. Or maybe you're having a hard time finding a salon that you think that you would fit into at all. There are so many things that you're going to be experiencing as you take this very important first step towards your success. So when I graduated, I felt really nervous. You know, I I had lined up a job, so I knew that I had a job before I graduated. But my concern was, was I going to be good enough? This was a really nice salon, a really upscale salon. Uh, it was owned by a very well-known stylist in my community. And I definitely had a bit of the imposter syndrome. Like I was proud of myself for landing the job, but there was that little voice inside of me that was telling me that I wasn't going to be able to do it, that I wasn't good enough to be there. And you know, it took a lot of courage to shake that off and to put on my best outfit and show up for that first day of work. There's a lot of things that you're going through, a lot of things that you're feeling. It's just important to juice yourself up and make sure not to let that fear hold you back. Don't forget how important goals are from the very start. You know, your dreams, your aspirations, all that really matters before you even find your salon home. Like if it's your goal to build your clientele up to 50 or 60% in that first year, then the type of salon that you're going to go to is really going to matter. And if you don't know what those goals look like and you can't envision what your career and what your time behind the chair is going to look like, then you're going to have a really hard time finding a salon to match that. If you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. So make sure that you're very intentional about the type of salon that you want to work in. You have to take responsibility for yourself as a stylist. If you know that you want to be a luxury stylist, then it doesn't make any sense for you to go to a salon where they charge $10 for a haircut. It will take you your whole entire life to go from $10 a haircut to six figures a year. It will take you forever to get there. So you have to skip a few steps. You know, if you know without a doubt that you want to be in a luxury salon charging luxury pricing, you need to be very intentional about the salon that you go to after school. Find a mentor. You know, maybe you're maybe you're having a hard time knowing exactly what your career looks like or what salon you want to be in. Find someone that you can open up to and that can give you some direction. I'm a mentor to a lot of different stylists in my community, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. I absolutely love being able to give back because I know how important and how influential the people that I looked up to as an early stylist were. And I just want to make sure that I can do that for people as well. There are so many things about this industry that you don't even know that you don't know. It's really easy to get caught up in like, hey, where are my friends going? I want to work with my friends. That'll be so much fun. 
I think it's important that you take a more mature look at this career. You've just spent an entire year of your life, 1500 hours growing your knowledge, growing your technical skills. You know, you should be more serious about your future than to just do what everyone else is doing. If you know you're meant for greatness, then don't settle for the salon down the street that's not going to get you where you want to go. There are a lot of salons out there that offer apprenticeship programs, and I cannot sing enough praises about the apprentice program. For me, I don't know if I would be where I am today without my apprenticeship program. I don't know that I would have had the gumption to do and accomplish what I've been able to do and accomplish in my career if I hadn't have had that early direction, that person to look up to that was absolutely killing it in this industry. You do not need to remake the wheel. It's already been made. It is okay to find somebody to look up to and just do what they do. They've already figured it out. And if you're working for them, then they've already decided they're willing to take you along for the ride. So do not sleep on those opportunities. If you get the opportunity to shadow, to apprentice under a really successful stylist, make sure you take full advantage of that and go in every single day with eyes wide open. There's a lot of value in the apprenticeship program when it comes to your transition from student to stylist. So yes, you're going to go to your salon as an apprentice and you are going to be doing some services on clients. Now that's going to vary from salon to salon. You know, some salons are comfortable letting you shampoo on day one. Some salons want you to go through an extensive process of learning how they want things done. Whatever the process is, I can't say enough about the ease and the comfort that comes with being somewhere every day and seeing how they like things done and seeing how the salon functions, because then you know exactly what that looks like for you when you're ready. Instead of showing up and not knowing anything and trying to figure it all out, you've been led and you've been guided and hopefully you've been given a lot of important information on how that transition can actually be. So when is the right time to start looking for your salon home? In my opinion, it's somewhere around halfway through your time at school. This could be a long process or it could be a short process. You know, some people find their salon home the first try. For others, it takes a lot of shadow days to really, you know, nail it down. There is no perfect formula for finding the right salon for you. So you want to give yourself as much time as possible. I encourage you to look for the things that really matter when it comes to finding a salon home. Yes, the decor is important and the vibe when you walk in, like if you just love the color scheme, I think all that's really wonderful, but it has very little to do with whether or not that salon will be a good fit for you outside of the aesthetic. So a great way to start looking for a salon that you'd like to spend some time in that you'd like to shadow is to just start looking at social media, find local hashtags for your community. If you're in beauty school, you probably know enough about some of the salons in town that you feel like might make your list. So that's a really great way to nail it down. There is a particular way that you should contact the salons, and I'm going to go ahead and include a copy paste in the show notes for you to use so that you can reach out to the salons in your community that you feel like you'd like to go in and spend some time with. Make sure you ask your teacher for approval. Most schools are totally on board with shadowing, but it's something that you're definitely going to want to make sure doesn't set you back in your hours. Whether or not those hours that you spend in the salon are credited to your hours of school for completion is entirely up to the school. Schools do it different, so I can't really say whether or not every school is going to allow that. 
So you found a salon that you feel like might be a good fit for you, but you're questioning yourself. You're asking, is this the right salon for me? I say, trust your gut. What is your gut saying to you? You've spent some time there. What is going on in the break room and why does that matter? What's the chatter about? Are they, you know, talking crap about each other when the door is closed? Are they celebrating one another? Is it a nice relaxing place for you to spend your time between clients? All that's going to matter. And what happens in the break room is a really revealing experience. So pay close attention to that. Make sure you're asking a lot of questions and not just to the fellow stylist. If the salon has estheticians or nail techs, check in with them too. How cohesive is the salon? Are you guys doing a lot of inter-salon promoting one another? Is it very competitive? Maybe that's not the right vibe for you if there's a lot of competition in the salon. Or maybe you prefer a little healthy competition. You really just need to be paying close attention to the salon culture. And if you're not sure what salon culture is, I like to look at it like, how is the salon functioning every single day and how does that feel? Is it a very friendly environment? Can you tell that they really, really like each other? Is the vibe really positive? Like when you walk in the door, do you feel better? On your drive, are you dreading it? Or are you looking forward to it? The salon culture is going to impact and answer all of those questions for you. Another thing to look at is the salon's record of hiring and firing. Is this salon turning out a new stylist every month? That would be a huge red flag for me. Like, why aren't people staying? What is it about this place that makes people come and then go? Or maybe it's the opposite. Like, people stay forever. That's a really good sign. I have stylists in my salon that have been with me their entire career. I look at that as a huge win for me and a huge win for my salon culture. So make sure you're paying attention to the turnover rate for the team. Maybe you've spent a little time there and you're still having a hard time figuring it all out. I would definitely go to the Google reviews. You can take a look at all of those and see what the clients are saying about what it looks like from their lens when they're sitting there. So if you were to ask me what I think the perfect salon culture is, I would say it's all about empowering one another to success. It's all about cheering each other on and being there when times aren't so great. You know, we all walk through a lot of personal experiences in life. And, you know, it's important that we are able to lean on our salon family through those times. We're going to spend more time with these people than we do our own family. So it's very important that we can really trust one another and count on one another. And fun. Do not leave out the fun. If you think I want to spend eight hours, 10 hours two hours in a salon where they're not enjoying themselves, you're dead wrong. Fun can be and should be an important part of every salon culture. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Aspiring Stylist Podcast with Tracy Franklin. If you enjoyed listening and you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. The Aspiring Stylist Podcast with Tracy Franklin is a Morgan Franklin production. Today's episode was written and produced by Morgan Franklin. Editing and post-production by Mike Franklin. Want to find out more about Tracy and the Aspiring Barber and Beauty Academy? Go to AspireBarberAndBeauty.com. 